Tigers assistant to basketball coach Russ Williamson is going to join us here in our first segment. Russ, good morning. How you doing, man? Good morning, Greg. Appreciate you having me. Well, I, my time is sort of upside down because uh, this time yesterday morning I'd gotten home at 6 a.m. or 5.30 a.m., so just the way it is from Thursday night, a national TV game at Moorhead State, the over, I mean, basically getting back here, what, 4.30 in the morning, and then now refreshing, that's a, that's a, that's a tough little turnaround. It is. You know, it's, it's funny because I got to my house at about 5.30 in Mount Juliet, and my wife and I uh, just had a baby about two and a half months ago, and yesterday was her first day back at work. So I got in at about 5.30, and her alarm went off about 6 a.m., and uh, I had daddy duty till about 11 a.m. That a boy. And, well, Sarah, and congratulations. This may I know you've been coaching many years, but your first season as a dad. Yes, and it is uh, – it has a lot of highs, and then it's it's been very hard some of the long nights, but it's well worth it. Well, uh, this team, I mean, I look at Moorhead State is where it is, okay? You, you win games, that's where you sit in first place. After that, you could just throw a dang blanket over everybody else. I think there are six teams within one game of each other. And, and we've got three games remaining before the end of the se- regular season. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of parity right now in the league, and I think it's bottom line who shows up that day. You know, when you're dealing with 18- to 21-year-old kids, they're they're fragile at times. They've got a lot going on, and and the team that shows up the most consistent, I think, is the teams that 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 have proven the most success. You know, we played uh, Moorhead State early in the season. It was a tie ball game with with four minutes to go, under the media timeout. You know, so I think we're right there with them. Um, a couple breaks go our way the other night. We went three for three for twelve from the free throw line, and we shot fourteen for forty from two. So if we make a couple more layups, a couple more free throws, I think we're right there. You know, but. You know, and you 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 throw out those numbers. You've got a good shooting basketball team. I mean, there are quite a few players on that team can knock down shots. The other night, Dedrick Boyd was out at what twenty eight in Moorhead State, and he was he was hitting shots out of his mind, quite frankly. But you 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 know, and and I want to say that because you say three of twelve on free throws, and obviously, you know, you want it to be in the seventy percent range. Uh, how do you coach shooting? Because you've got shooters. Yeah, I think it's just reps, Greg. Uh, you know, game speed reps and then slowing it down. Like, you know, Junior, I felt like the other night against Moorhead, he was short-arming it, meaning when he was shooting, he was pulling his hand back. And, and if you look at his misses, a lot of them were from the rim. And, um, you know, so he texted me yesterday about getting some extra shots up, and we did – more of a controlled workout where, you know, see the ball in, hold that file through until it goes in. And he really shot shot the ball well yesterday in a workout. So, you know, I think it's consistent reps. It starts with a foundation of your footwork, consistent footwork. But it's also, you know, giving guys confidence where they know when to take the shot. Russ Williamson with us, uh, TSU uh, assistant basketball coach, of course, with Penny Collins, Jerry Nichols, Joshua Bone uh, uh, on that staff as well. This afternoon, 3.30 at the back end of that uh, doubleheader at Gentry Center uh, with SIUE. You, you mentioned Junior Clay, and he's going to be the only – I mean, it's already there. It's whether he's the uh, player of the year. I think that's the only thing in question right now. There's other candidates as well, but he's among them, certainly. Uh, it's hard to imagine 
and, and I know your Tennessee Tennessee Tech connection. We'll talk about that in a minute. But to go four years and now the fifth year to be the first OVC player to be all league five years that's that's crazy. I mean, and it's going to happen because he's already done that. Yeah, and, and the the best part about it too, Greg, is he's an unbelievable kid. Um, his work ethic is is top of the line. Like he's always in the gym getting extra shots up. He's a student, like he cares about um, making sure he finishes his grad school stuff. When we went up to Tennessee Tech, obviously, you know, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Like you said, I've got some deep connections up there, but everybody that I went up to and spoke to there, all they asked about was how Junior's doing, how he's doing. And so that speaks volume of his character. That speaks volume of his impact on that campus. But he's having a heck of a year. I mean, he's having career high in points per game, assists per game. Uh, I mean, he's up over one point more assists per game than his than his other career highs at five point three assists per game. He's having career high in assists. Um, he's close to getting it in free throw attempts, so he's having a heck of a career. But I think that's tribute, uh, contributed to his work ethic and his character. Well, and, and you mentioned that because obviously at the five point three assists, I've already done my homework for the game this afternoon. That leads the league. Uh, he's second in scoring. Him and the uh, uh, the uh, young man at Semo uh, have been right there, you know, a f- few tenths off from him leading the league in scoring. Uh, and, and but other things. But what what really really uh, makes me stand out with him is because when I heard that he was coming, you know, and I thought of Marcus Fitzgerald, a premier player in his own right, local kid, Pearl Cone kid. I've known his granddad for many years uh, and one of the true legendary football coaches in the state of Tennessee, Maurice, and uh, uh, how they immediately bonded and became roommates. And they're like they've been best friends forever. It's really a cool to see that because sometimes somebody walks in and you're already the lead guy. you got to share that role a little bit. Yeah, I think that speaks about the, the, the character of Marcus Fitzgerald and the humility he has. Um, when we went down this road and this process of of recruiting junior you know he's got some family members that that work at tennessee state he's got some connections in nashville so when we got the call about him possibly wanting to come here the first call that penny made was to marcus fitzgerald to make sure he was okay with it he said yeah coach and i think the uniqueness about those two together is they can score with the ball in their hands and they can score with the ball out of their hands and so i think we've done a pretty good job of um, shifting pieces around this year where they can both play on the ball and off the ball, and it's and it's proven success for both. You know, and 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 Penny said something to me a, a few weeks, a couple weeks ago, and now it's come true that I, I think it was maybe uh, last Saturday, or maybe the week before, that the first time in three years, think about this, first time in three years, every player on the roster who could be available was available. Think of that, three years, and of sort. Of course, this year we'll talk about Christian Brown missing 11 games. I mean, he was when he went out was your second leading scorer, 14 a game, the Georgia transfer. So it, you got a full complement right now down the stretch. Yeah, and if you look at some analytics websites, before Christian got hurt, uh, he had played in 10 games. He was the most efficient player in the league. Um, and so losing a guy of that caliber and, and, and it, not just – his production, but also his his tangibles. I mean, you know, the one position that, that you were thin at is the big wing position. And adding another guy like him, our defense is just, our defense is just skyrocketed. And it's funny you say that about the first time in three years. I actually have the exact date. It was at Eastern Kentucky, 
February 20th, 2020. Wow. Dalen Washington hurt his knee in that game, and that was the last game we finished tied for fourth that year. That was the last game that we had our entire roster until SEMO last Thursday. Yeah, I, I knew it was, I mean, you know, which is, you know, and it's happenstance, right? You you know, you go through the COVID times and you go through uh, injuries, this and that and everything. Uh, Russ Williams with us, uh, University Showcase here from the Strike and Spare Family Fund Center Studios. Uh, we'll continue a little bit more about the team. Adon McCoy. I have got uh, traveling with the team, been able to chat with him uh, away from it, uh, you know, the basketball setting uh, out of Edmonton, Alberta. What a fine young man he is. And, you know, you always were oh, he's so well-spoken. Well, everybody is, okay? You just got to listen. But what a fine young man he is and just how intelligent he is. Just so impressed with your big man. Yeah, you know, it's funny you say intelligent. He wants to be a coach. And when you hear him talk and you hear him explain stuff to other people and, you know, you ask him, hey, what you see out there? And the way he talks about it and the way he articulates it, he's going to be a heck of a coach, um, you know, when, when his playing career is over. But he's fun to be around. He's an everyday guy. Um, he, he's consistent with his work ethic. He shows up. Um, but like you said, man, he's he's an unbelievable human being. He's an unbelievable person. He's fun to be around. He's 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 developed as as one of the most consistent big men in the league inside. Russ Williamson with us. All right, Russ. Uh, before TSU, uh, five seasons at South Alabama. Uh, yep. All right, tell me uh, the you know because I used to live down there. Everybody everybody's been over to Mobile Bay and over to Baldwin County, down to Gulf Shores, and over there. Best place to eat in Mobile. Uh, depends on what you're looking for. You got Felix's, which is a very nice fish camp that sits over and watches the bay uh-huh. uh felix's would probably be up there meat boss is one of the best barbecue places not meatballs meat boss b-o-s-s one of the best barbecue places i've ever been to and then they've got a fried chicken tender place down there similar to canes and, and zaxby's it's only um it started in mobile they've got a couple in pensacola and they've expanded to tuscaloosa and um auburn alabama it's called foo sackley's and they have the best fried chicken tender. So just what you're in the mood for, but if you're in the mood for seafood, go to Felix's. For yeah, sure. I, have, I have been to Felix's. That, that, you know what? That I'm, you're, My respect level just went up for you a little bit. Talk about your time at South Alabama down there in, in five years there, and we'll get to Tennessee Tech in a minute. You know, it's it, we had an unbelievable – we had knew nothing about Mobile. To tell you how naive we were, one, one uh, summer Sarah and I were talking about going on vacation – I was like, you know, I heard Mobile's nice. Let's let's call down there. So I called down there to to a Hampton. And I said, how far are you guys from the beach? And the lady laughed. It's a beach. There's no beaches in Mobile. <laughs> and so it's surrounded by water, but there's no beaches. But when we moved down there, we just fell in love with it. South Alabama, Dr. Joel Erdman, the athletics director at, at South Alabama, just unbelievable people, the culture down there, the family atmosphere. Uh, we, we could retire and move down there. We liked it so much because you, you've got everything you need. You're within uh, an hour of six major beaches. So on a Saturday morning, you could leave the house at 9 a.m. and go to Pensacola and be back after lunch. You know, so it's just it's a great time, great people, and, and we enjoyed it down there. And then certainly at Tennessee Tech, of course, Tennessee Tech, part of this program, and uh, from Dr. Oldham uh, down to my friend Mark Wilson and, uh, you know, with uh, Dwayne Alexander, certainly Kim Roseman, my buddy there. Uh, I'm a big fan of what's going on in Cookville. Yeah, uh, so my wife actually played volleyball there. She yeah. got an uh, undergrad from – Tennessee Tech. I've got my master's from Tennessee Tech, so 
Uh, it'll always have a place in our heart. I hope they win every game they play except the two they play us. Um, but, again, Mark Wilson's an unbelievable friend. Um, Andrew Steele on their staff is one of my best friends. So it, it, the, the thing that makes places special, I think, are the people. And like you just mentioned, all the, all the people you mentioned there, I think it's, it, that's what makes Tennessee Tech what it is. Yeah, well, uh, three games to go and still a lot to play for. Anywhere, you, you know, it, it's really how it all f- falls out. Anywhere from the two seed to the six seed, and we know what two means uh, because then you get the bye to Friday, the semifinal round. The threes and the fours get the bye to the quarterfinal round uh, on Thursday. So, so much right now, the next three games, and certainly today on the road at UT Martin, and then next Saturday back at home to close the regular season against Southern Indiana. So, it's all right there for you. Yeah. You know, you got to have a, a 30,000-foot view and see what's ahead. Um, but I think the thing that started our streak, you know, we're 5-1 we're and one since the second round of um, conference play. Uh, you know, Coach Bone was listening to Dr. Bishop Walker talk about a second wind. And, you know, that's been kind of a theme for our guys, and we've really tried to take it one game at a time. And so although us as coaches have that 30,000-foot view, we're trying to have our guys say, yes, we want to finish as high as we can, but let's worry about today. Let's worry about SIU today. On, on Monday when we when we come back start watching film we'll worry about UT Martin and then Southern Indiana but at the end of the day let's worry about today and let's get this win and 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 see where the chips fall. Uh, it sounded like a good coach speak right there, <laughs> Russ. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, opportunity say hello to what Ruthie Rose, right? Your daughter and your yeah. wife Sarah. Yeah. So a shout out. Go ahead. Well, you know it's been a long time coming. We've been married 13 years, and this I'm 40. I'm 41. My wife's 35, and this is our first child. So. Um, she, she's a blessing from God. She's she's loved, and uh, we're excited to have her. All right. Thanks, Russ. See you later today, bud. Appreciate it. All right, Russ Willemson over at uh, TSU. We'll take a break. Uh, this is University Showcase. Coming up next.